0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: I want to give a quick shout out to our partner, Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day, and I started to give them a try because I realized that in order to be the real champion of my life... I have to take care of my body. It's an absolute non-negotiable. So I was looking for a comprehensive supplement that I could take daily as a way to increase my overall health and good habits. Because I've realized that one small thing every day is the quickest way that I can create lasting change in my life. And I think about it like this, my choices and my actions matter. So I think of taking AG1 as a choice that is a vote for the person that I want to become someone who's balanced, vibrant, healthy, and full of energy. And that's why I love AG1. It tastes so great, and it gives me everything that I need to feel my best. So if all-in-one comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go over to athleticgreens.com coachable. That's athleticgreens.com coachable today. What's up, Coachable Family? You are listening to, or if you're on YouTube, watching the Coachable Podcast, I am your host, Tori Gordon, and today I'm gonna to be having a conversation with the world's leading brain coach. He is an internationally acclaimed authority in the realm of brain optimization. His his name is Jim Quick, and he is the best-selling author of the book Limitless. He's got an expanded edition coming out and I am so excited to talk to him about brain optimization, memory improvement and accelerated learning. Welcome to the show, Jim. I'm so excited to have you.
2: Yeah, I've been looking forward to this, Tori. Thanks for having me. And thank you everyone who's tuning in.
1: Yeah, so excited. So to give you a little bit of a breakdown of our audience and what the show is all about, We are about getting off the sidelines, getting into the game of life and truly learning how to get off of playing defense so that we can learn the skills of optimizing our performance mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, so that we can truly win at life and business in all the areas of our life. And I know you're gonna be bringing so many game-changing techniques and tools and strategies for our audience. So here's what I would love to start with you because I know so many of us who are exceptional thought leaders like yourself who are really changing the game and revolutionizing like your industry they have taken their pain and they've turned it into their purpose and i know part of your your past history is around some childhood tr- Traumas or injuries that you had into your brain that has then led you to have to overcome some learning challenges to then be one of the world's leading experts in helping other people with learning. And I would love for you just to tell us a little bit about your background and what you've had to overcome and why you've learned that the brain is, God, our greatest untapped resource and how we can start to use it in the most efficient way.
2: Yeah, our brain is really that and and so much more. Um, So, you're right. I, I took my struggle and made it my strength. In a way, I took my mess and turned it into my message. Mm-hmm. I think that adversity could be an advantage in a lot of the cases. Uh, for me, the kind of quick background. When people see me at events, I'll um, and I'm in front of a good quarter million people a year speaking. They don't see you know what led up to it. Right. Often I'll do these demonstrations where we will pass around a microphone in an audience, and maybe fifty or hundred people will introduce themselves, and I'll. Do something like memorize all their names, or you know, they give me hundred numbers, hundred random words, and I'll recall it forwards and backwards. Mm. But I always tell people, you know, this is—I uh, don't do this to impress you. I do this to express to you what's possible. Because the truth is, every single one of your listeners, your viewers, they could do that and a lot more. Now, some people, I'm going to get some like resistance on, and they're going to say, "No, I'm not that smart, or I don't have a great memory." And what I would say to you is that, you know, s- stop. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. The reason why I know it's possible, as you alluded to, is I had learning difficulties. This never came easy for me. Uh, when I was a child, I was five years old in kindergarten class. And as kids do, I got in a little trouble and I took a really bad fall headfirst into a radiator. And I had um, I had processing issues that came from that traumatic brain injury. I, teachers would repeat themselves over and over again. I would pretend to understand, but I didn't really understand. I had poor focus and poor memory. It took me more than three years just to learn how to read. And that was really embarrassing. I had a lot of self-doubt and insecurities around that. When I was nine years old, I was slowing down the class and I was being teased pretty harshly on a particular day. And the teacher came to my defense and she pointed to me in front of the whole class and said, leave that kid alone. That's the boy with the broken brain. Mm. And I didn't realize, to her that I was broken, you know, until that point. So every single time I did badly in school, which was... Daily and weekly, every time I was in pick for sports, which was like all the time, I would say, "Oh, it's because I had the broken brain." And so I struggled all through elementary school, middle school, junior high, high school. Every single day was torture for me. I would work hard because I was, you know, disciplined, and I was raised that way. But I would always not do very well. And around age eighteen, I found a mentor and I found some resources. I started getting very curious about you know, the thing that really controls my learning, which is my brain. And uh, just did a deep dive into this subject matter, adult learning theory and uh, speed reading, ancient mnemonics. I wanted to find out like, hey, I need a better memory. But what did people do before there were printing presses? How do they remember things thousands of years ago? And I learned all these strategies and these tools. And then I learned ways to really... Get my brain to not only bounce back but bounce forward. To not only fix my brain but give it the right sleep and nutrients and stress management and all these different things that really leveled up not only my learning but it leveled up my life. And I started to share it with people because that's what you do, right? you just you learn something for yourself, but you also learn it to help other people? And one of my very first students, she—I was tutoring her. She was a college freshman. She read. 30 books in 30 days. Can you imagine? Not scanned, but uh, really retained it, understood it. And I wanted to find out what her purpose was. And I found out her mother was dying of terminal cancer. The doctors gave her mom only a couple of months to live. And the books she was reading were books to save her mom's life. And six months later, after going through the course, I get a call from this young lady and she's crying hysterically. And I find out there are tears of joy that her mother not only survived, but it's really getting better. Doctors don't know how. They don't know why. They called it a miracle. But her mother attributed 100% to the great advice she got from her daughter, who learned her from all these books. And in that moment, I realized two things. I realized that if knowledge is power, then learning is our superpower. And all of us is a superpower we all have. There's just not any classes on how to do this. There's no class called focus or memory or concentration and problem solving, and brain health. And, and, um, and the other thing I realized in that moment was my purpose, where I, exactly what you said, I, I took something that was extremely painful in my life and, um, and, I, and I found a reason to share it with other people. And I've been doing it for the past 32 years in our podcast and our online academy and our books. And our mission really is to build better, brighter brains, mm-hmm. to leave, leave no brain left behind.
1: Yeah, that's such a powerful testament to what is possible, right? When we yeah. when we unlock the 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 possibilities and the power of the mind and I I want to start with with what keeps us limited, right? Because I love the name yeah. of your book. It's called Limitless. So how do we, how do we become limitless? Well, we have to first identify and understand all the ways in which we're limited. And one of the ways you even described that as you started to tell that story was some of the thoughts and the beliefs that you had about yourself, that you were the boy yeah. with the broken brain, that you weren't that smart, that, that, you know, you could never do that. Like these are so many of, of those who are, are listening, myself included, these are the stories or the thoughts that are sometimes so intrusive but also so limiting. What are some of the strategies that you would recommend for people who are really struggling with, with the first limitation, which is our own self-talk, our own internal chatter that continues to bully us and tell us that we're just not that good. We're not good enough. And and maybe we could never be as as smart as someone like you.
2: So Limitless is not about being perfect, so we can take that off the table. It's about advancing and progressing beyond what we currently believe is possible. So if somebody is listening or watching right now and they feel limited in some area of their life where they're not advancing, they're not progressing, imagine a little masterclass that the people feel like they're in a box. Mm -hmm. In some area of your life, you might feel stuck in your health and wellness, maybe in your intellect, maybe in your income. The contribution you're making in the world, your reading speed, your memory, some, some area where you feel like you're not getting traction. That box is three-dimensional. And so there are three forces that limit us. And these are the same three forces that will unlimit us. And the first one is to answer your question is everything around mindset. Mm-hmm. So mindset for me is a set of assumptions and attitudes we have about something. What's your, what's, what are you, what's your assumptions and attitudes about money? Because if you believe that you have to hurt people to make money, or money is the root of all evil, you're not going to do the third M, the third dimension, which is are the methods. And a lot of people know what to do, but they don't do it because common sense is not common practice. And what keeps us contained in that box, you know, are the methods, the, the mindset, and then the second one, which is our motivation. But let's let's talk about mindset um, at events. You now I'll do these demos, and people always say, "I'm so glad you're here. You're a memory expert." you know, and they'll say something like, I am not that smart. I, I, I have a horrible memory. And I, And I do say that. I say, stop. If you fight for your limits, you get to keep them. Your brain is this incredible supercomputer and your self-talk, your thoughts, your beliefs are the program it will run. So if you tell yourself something like, I'm not good at, remembering people's names you will not remember the name of the next person you meet because you program your supercomputer not to mm-hmm. i truly believe that if people understood how powerful their mind is they wouldn't say or think something they didn't want to be true and that's not to say you have one negative thought and ruins your life any more than eating that one cupcake or donut's going to ruin your life but if you did it dozens of times a day every single day there's going to be a a consequence mm-hmm. right and so our thoughts are definitely things because all Behavior is belief-driven. For your listeners, they want to create a new results in their life. They want to make money. They want to get followers. They want to do, they want to have, make an impact. Whatever it is, in order to do that, they have to do a new behavior. Mm. In order to do that new behavior, they need a belief that says it's possible. So if people say to themselves, "Like I don't have a great memory," even the self-awareness is a nice place to start. And maybe you check yourself. You say, "I don't have a great memory," and just add a little word like "yet" at the end. Mm. You know, "I don't have a great memory yet." And then all of a sudden, just to keep the possibility open, we always have to monitor our self-talk because our mind is always Mm eavesdropping on our our self-talk. Even things like, you know what you have to do, right? You have to, you have to read more, right? And you say like, oh, I got to read today. I I got to work out today. I have to journal, whatever. Mm -hmm. And even if you change a little word, audit your self-talk and say, I don't, it's not God. I, I get, I get to work out and move my body today. I get to just disconnect for 15 minutes and just enjoy some white space to meditate or to get some, you know, go out in nature or whatever it is. But words have a, a lot, a big power on our nervous system, yeah. And so I would choose those words extremely, extremely wisely. Right. And so just editing and being self-aware is a nice first, small, simple step mm-hmm. for anyone. To be able to to embrace,
1: yeah, that's so important. It reminds me of where I first I think started to hear about this concept. There's a book called Psycho Cybernetics, and they talk about basically the self concept and how we can never outperform our own self concept. That if you Ooh. are a little boy or a little girl and you're in math class and maybe you raise your hand and you tried to, or the teacher calls on you and you get the wrong answer and your friends laugh at you, you might. Create a self-concept or a belief that you're not yeah. good at math, and as a byproduct of that, you you believe that you're not good at it, or that it, it's not you know it's not something you're good at. So you stop really applying yourself. You stop doing your homework. You start stop studying, and then ultimately, it's this self-fulfilling cycle and prophecy where now you haven't done the necessary work to prepare, and so therefore you are going to get worse results. And so it kind of continues to fuel the evidence that you're not good at math. But I love what you were, were talking about, that it, it comes from it, just doing these small alterations of maybe adding a word or two to give you the open door of possibility to, to, and become aware of what you're even saying about yourself because our subconscious mind right? It doesn't know the difference between positive and negative. You tell it not to think about a pink elephant, it's going to. So why don't we fuel it with what we want to be true versus what we don't want to be true? I think that's so critical. In terms of your mindset, and I love the three things you were just talking about, mindset, motivation, and methods, how does our mindset, being the first of those, impact the other two, motivation and method?
2: Yeah, it's the first section of the book. It's that important. Before I I hit, you know, I was going to hit send to my publisher. The book primarily was all methodology. Mm -hmm. This is how you read three times faster, understand what you read, learn languages, remember names, client information, product information, focus at will. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I asked myself this question. I was like, well, will everybody, 100% of the people who read this book get the results they're hoping for? And my honest answer was no, because you do have to adjust our mindset. And part of it is out of fear. So many people are making this mistake. They're shrinking what's possible to fit their minds. Mm. When I suggest the opposite, you know, what if we expanded our minds to fit all that's that's really possible? The area of mindset, especially not just your mindset about money or learning uh, or relationships. If your mindset is about you know relationships, your assumptions and attitudes, it's also our mindset about ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Three areas that are really. Kind of hone in on and shine a spotlight on like what you believe is possible is part of your mindset what you believe you're capable of people might believe Tori or somebody else is it's possible for them, but they might not believe it's possible for you know mm-hmm. for themselves uh, also if you want to get really raw, what you believe you deserve mm-hmm. you know that internal thermostat that we're setting in in terms of how much we deserve financially uh in relationships how much we deserve in terms of health and energy, Mm -hmm. uh, the impact that we want to. And so your listeners are very advanced. They probably have forgotten more about personal development than most of their family and friends Mm -hmm. will ever learn in their lifetime. I I really do believe there's a quote in Limitless that says, life is the letter C between the letters B and D. Life is C between B and D, where B stands for birth, D stands for death, life C, choice right? We always have a choice of what to think. We have choices on what we're going to consume and who we're, who's going to have influence over our lives and choices on really the three choice points, our mindset, our motivation, and the methods we're going to use. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people have to remember you control what you can control, right? Mm-hmm. You control the controllables and uh, mindset is is a starting point. for for everything. It it is the foundation. You could be motivated and even have the right methods to start a business, to grow your marketing and your brand and everything. But if your mindset is, you know, I don't deserve this or your mindset is, this is not even possible for me, you're still going to be contained in that box Mm -hmm. and you're going to be limited in that area. So I I think it's a starting point for any kind of personal growth, for winning, for any kind of transformation.
1: Yeah, it sounds like this expansion of our own Identity of the identity that we yeah. used to have, which might be limited in in some ways, and starting to bring awareness to that, so that we can expand it and and bring in a greater capacity for more possibility. You you said something really important that I want to kind of um, ask you a little bit more about. Which you said when I before I hit send on the book, I was asking myself if if everyone would be able to get the most out of this would. W- book, would they be able to really mm-hmm. get the transformation they wanted? And you said no. And one of the new concepts that you've added into the expanded edition of Limitless is is talking about understanding one's unique brain type. Now, how yeah. can you talk to us about what is a brain type? Are there different types? And how do we start to identify what that is? And how can we utilize that to revolutionize the way we learn on an individual? Yeah, level?
2: this this is huge. So the so the the book talks about Mastering your mindset, your motivation. So you could overcome self-sabotage for mindset. You could overcome procrastination with better motivation. Uh, and we break it down scientifically. And then also the methods. Because some people are just used, stuck in that box as they're using old methods mm-hmm. of marketing or old methods of reading. And so you have to upgrade those things. I, I really think that out of it's a mistake for people to downgrade their dreams uh, to meet their current situation. I think we should think about how do we upgrade our mindset our motivation and the methods we're using to be able to meet those bold, audacious goals, right? And mm-hmm. dreams. Um, when you do that and you unlimit your mindset, you unlimit your motivation and you unlimit your methods, then you have something called momentum. And that's really what the new book Limitless Expand is all about. It's the, it's the science and art of creating momentum in your life, positive momentum where you leave kind of the, the gravity well that we're in and things become more effortless, mm-hmm. less friction, you're not self-sabotaging, you're not taking one step forward, two steps back, you're not procrastinating, and you have a toolbox of, of methods to be able to, to get you where you want to go. One of those things that will help you to accelerate your momentum is understanding yourself. Mm. There's a, a scene in, uh, in The Matrix, which uh, which a lot of people have seen, uh, where Neo goes to see the oracle for the first time in her kitchen, and there's a sign above the door most people miss, and it says, know thyself. Mm. And so we created a way of knowing yourself, specifically what I call your 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 brain type, your brain code, and it's uh, it's different for each person. And here's the thing: I realized that after thirty plus years of as a brain coach, that not everything fits everybody, right? Because everybody has a unique way of utilizing their strengths and the traits that they have, and this really codifies that. And so, just like when people love, uh, you know, taking quizzes about what I don't know, Game of Thrones character they are or something like that, we created a four-minute quiz that's um, that's free. That's kind of like personalized learning, hmm. and just like there's personalized medicine based on your genetics and personalized um, nutrition mm-hmm. based on your microbiome. These mm-hmm. assessments, this quiz, people get. Take it, it's at mybrainanimal.com, mybrainanimal.com. And you get a personalized learning learning track based on your brain type on how you could read better. Hmm. It's not, not, you know, every technique works a little bit different. Um, how to remember people's names based on your brain type, how to even hire and manage a team based on their brain types, how to sell based on brain types that right. exist in your prospects or your customers. So really simple, C-O-D-E, it's an acronym. These are for the the four animals. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious which ones people identify with. And definitely to get pinpoint accuracy, go to the quiz. The C stands for cheetahs. And cheetahs are, they're identified as their trait is they put things into action. Mm. They have strong intuition. They thrive in fast-paced environments because they adapt very, very quickly and uh, some people could say like, yeah, Cheetah's very, very fast. I could, that, that, that's me or that's my significant other, right? Or that's this person, a friend of mine or something like that. The O in code are your owls and your owls, their dominant trait, they love information. They love data. They love facts and figures, formulas, right? Yep. And uh, th- just saying that these two individuals, they live differently. They learn differently, right? They communicate differently also as well. The D and code are your dolphins and their dominant trait is they are creative. They, they, are, they are creative visionaries, in fact. Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs could fall in this category where they could see a future for themselves. Maybe the people around them mm-hmm. can't quite grasp yet. Uh, they have incredible pattern recognition, uh, their ability to use their imagination to solve problems. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the E and code are your elephants and their dominant trait is empathy. Mm. these are people who are incredibly loyal they're community builders they they loved collaboration they love working in teams and so these four brain animals once you know your brain animal type it informs how you could lean into your strengths i'll give you an example we had our our team take this this was a kind of proprietary. We only offered it to coaching clients. With the book, Limitless Expanded, we're offering it for the first time to the general public. Mm-hmm. We had our team take it and did you know our customer support team are a hundred percent all of them are they identify as an elephant. Oh wow. And you think about it, high empathy, they're there to support, they have high levels of compassion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want people to feel seen and feel heard and they want to support people, right? Our CFO, you know, our financial advisor very strong owl, and that's you want that person to really look at the numbers, right? Our my business partner of twenty years, she is our CEO. She's a visionary. She's a dolphin. She has this future that she's leading us all to. Mm-hmm. And so you'll see these, Tori, in in everything, even uh, pop culture. If you take something like popular show like Friends, Ross would be an owl, mm. highly astute. astute scientists, a professor, does a lot of research, an owl logic, right? You would have somebody like, um, Joey is a cheetah, just all in intuition, just acts. Doesn't really think about it, just acts. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that our dolphin in the group is is Phoebe. Very creative, expressive, passionate, Mm -hmm. uh, music, just sees things, right? It's just, it's like that. And then finally... Let's take an elephant, Monica. Mm -hmm. Monica loves to host. She wants to be the center of the the community and of her friends. And uh, she brings everybody together. And so you see this play out in everything in pop culture and even, you know, even in our world. And so giving this example, you could just kind of see it takes a judgment out of ourselves. you know, the self-judgment that we don't have to be good at everything. We lean into our our natural abilities, our elements, our our strengths, and we allow other people to do the same. And you can use this for hiring people, right? you can use this for managing people, Mm -hmm. you could use this in selling uh, to different brain types. Because an owl is convinced differently than a creative visionary, yep. right? That thinks in pictures and, and wants, to see, wants to see everything that is related and imagine themselves having that product or service where an owl wants the facts and the data, you know, and all, and all the reasons. Yep. So I just feel like it opens up new possibilities in our ability to coach people,
1: mm-hmm.
2: to influence people, to, to for ourselves, to motivate ourselves, to learn and, uh, and so much more.
1: I want to give a quick shout out to our partner, Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. And I started to give them a try because I realized that in order to be the real champion of my life, I have to take care of my body. It's an absolute non-negotiable. So I was looking for a comprehensive supplement that I could take daily as a way to increase my overall health and good habits. Because I've realized that one small thing every day is the quickest way that I can create lasting change in my life. And I think about it like this. My choices and my actions matter. So I think of taking AG1 as a choice that is a vote for the person that I want to become, someone who's balanced, vibrant, healthy, and full of energy. And that's why I love AG1. It tastes so great, and it gives me everything that I need to feel my best. So if all-in-one comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go over to athleticgreens.com slash coachable. That's athleticgreens.com slash coachable today. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are your thoughts keeping you up at night? It's time to take care of your mental well-being with BetterHelp, the leading online therapy platform. We all face moments when our minds refuse to rest, whether it's stress, anxiety, or those restless thoughts that won't go away. Talk therapy gives you a place to talk it out so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. With BetterHelp, you'll have access to licensed therapists who understand what you're going through. They're available to you whenever and wherever you need them, making therapy more accessible than ever. If you're thinking of starting therapy, then definitely give BetterHelp a try because talk therapy is a great opportunity to explore your thoughts, feelings, and experiences in a safe and supportive environment. It provides you with the chance to gain valuable insights into your life, develop positive coping strategies, and work through your challenges. It's not just for people who've experienced significant trauma. Truly, everyone can benefit from therapy. So get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash coachable today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash coachable. I want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor of this week's episode, Camuso Design. Camuso is one of my all time favorite brands because they are not just a jewelry brand, they are truly my hack for relieving anxiety and stress in my day-to-day life. And I'm about to tell you why. I wear their shift necklace. It is an absolutely beautiful stainless steel necklace. that is designed in such a way to help you relieve stress and be more calm. And genuinely, that's exactly what it does. I wear this all the time because all I have to do is breathe. I, as you guys know, I'm a breathwork facilitator. I absolutely love the power of breath. And with the Camuso Design Shift Necklace, it is a simple, beautiful reminder that hangs around my neck to remind me to stop, slow down, breathe deeply, and allow my body to do the rest because we truly are our own medicine if we allow ourselves to be. So with this necklace, all I have to do is take a deep inhale through my nose and breathe out through this beautifully crafted necklace. I breathe into the necklace itself. And what it does is it naturally elongates my exhale, helping me to downregulate into my parasympathetic nervous system, feel calmer and clearer in just a few seconds. This is the best thing you can do for yourself is gift yourself The Gift of Calm with Camusa Design or a friend. I gave these away when I was at Burning Man on the playa and every single person that I gifted one to was so grateful and amazed. They have beautiful stains for women, men, and children. So this is one of the absolute, like, favorite things I have in staples in my closet, but also one of my very favorite wellness secrets that I'm no longer keeping secret. So make sure you guys go over to camusodesign.com slash coachable to get 15% off your order today. That is camusodesign.com, K-O-M-U-S-O design.com slash coachable and receive 15% off your order. Now back to our episode. Yeah, it gives you the edge, right? It, it gives you the upper Huge hand edge. when you know how you learn and work best. And my mind, exactly what you were saying about hiring—that's exactly where my mind went. And it sounded like you guys, your team, did a, a hell of a job with hiring your your you know customer support team because they all match that same you know kind of archetype of of empathy and and compassion. And you need that in sales, of, of course, and working with clients one on one, you know. And I, it just it makes me think about how many people sh- who don't have this information, They, if they aren't equipped with this knowledge of know thyself, the self-awareness, how often and easily we can get frustrated and feel like we're running our head into a wall and be like, I'm trying, I'm yeah. working. It's like, it takes you back almost to when you were younger and, and in school and thinking like, I'm trying so hard, but why am I not getting the results or making the progress I want to make? And, and, I, I know for me, some of the biggest struggles in my life is when I have felt like I'm a round peg and I'm trying to fit it into a square hole, you know, and right. this illuminates some of the ways in which maybe I can see myself as a, as a cheetah or see parts of myself as an elephant and, and start to know the, the learning strategies and the way, the methods that work for me as an elephant or as an archetype of, of, you know, something like a dolphin, if you will. Because yeah. I love the quote from Paul and, it also, it, and it also
2: illustrates story that that people, um, people are intelligent in different ways, yeah. and it acknowledges that that it's not how smart you are; it's how are you smart. It's not how smart you are; it's how are you smart. That uh, genius leaves clues, and that everybody is smart in different ways, and so the so we could respect that and acknowledge it, and we can still work on our. Our weaknesses. We're not stuck being one animal. There's this thing, you know, in our our nervous system, in our brain, called neuroplasticity, and that's basically saying that your brain is very malleable. Mm -hmm. That with novelty, you could learn new thoughts. You you could have new feelings. You could, you could, um, you could expand your mind. And and once a mind is stretched, it never regains its original dimensions. Mm -hmm. And so it it allows more, uh, more texture to the world. And then the person who has the most flexibility you know and most options they they they, they they're more likely to win of as opposed to somebody who's stuck in just kind of one way of or one mindset of approaching the world
1: yeah there there's a Carl Jung quote that says until you make the unconscious conscious it will continue to run your life and you will continue to call it fate so part of this is, is recognizing like we're, we're taking something that's unconscious or we're unaware of and bringing it into the light, seeing it, illuminating it. And now we see we're not just stuck in a repetitive pattern. There's actually something that we can be equipped to do something about and feel empowered. And that's, that's so critical for shifting that mindset and that self-concept altogether. You know, I want to pivot a little bit because we live in such a culture that is filled. We talk about knowledge as power, but when you turn on your phone in the morning, your email the news, whatever, there is so much information to wade through. How do you find the truth, right? How do you know, how do you, how do you allot or allocate how much time you and attention you give to each thing? Given that, is there any, um, you know, what do you find are the the main challenges in maintaining focus Um, and what techniques or practices do you recommend for people to improve their concentration specifically and how to allocate what they're actually giving their concentration or attention to, given there's so much that's asking for our attention.
2: No doubt. I would imagine a lot of listeners had the experience when they were kids, they would play with like a magnifying glass outside and they would burn like leaves or something like that. And um, it's interesting when you see that point that is doing the actual, like sending things on fire. If you were to describe it, you'd use words like, well, it's very bright, you know, it's a very sharp point. And it's interesting the words we choose to use when we say somebody is sharp or we say that they're bright, we're usually saying that they're intelligent, that they're very smart, right? And maybe they're not necessarily more intelligent, maybe they're better focused, like that magnifying glass is doing. And there's a lot of power in that. And how do you maintain your focus, your concentration in a world full of rings and pings and dings and app notifications and social media alerts, right? And so focus is absolutely a superpower. I'll first start by saying focus is a muscle. And the more you flex it, the stronger it gets, but so is distraction. And we have a video online on Facebook at 37 million views. And it's just me suggesting years ago, just, hey, why don't we not touch our phones the first 15, 30 minutes in the day, right? And this is a practice that you have a to-do list, which helps you to focus hopefully, but I think it's important to have a not-to-do list (laughs) because the brain primarily is a deletion device. We're trying to keep information out and it's just as important knowing what to do is as important also as knowing what not to do. Mm -hmm. And I think certain activities really flex our distraction muscles. Mm. So for example, when you wake up first thing in the morning and you're in that relaxed state of awareness, you're incredibly suggestible. And if the first thing you do is grab your device, you're wiring your brain for two things that's hurting your productivity or performance. Number one, for distraction. Right? Every like, share, comment, cat video, whatever, it's, it's just driving it's giving you this dopamine flood and you wonder why you can't concentrate later on because the first thing you did was flex your distraction, right? But the second thing it does is not only rewires your brain for distraction, it wires your brain for reaction. You know you could get one message when you wake up, text message, email, voicemail message, social media, whatever, and it could hijack your mood for hours, if not the entire day. And it puts you starting your day, instead of focus, it puts you on the defense and you're fighting fires. Yep. And one of, the, one of the key things, it's not even about time management for focus. It's about mind management. It's about priority management. Mm-hmm. The most important thing is to keep the most important things, the most important things, right? And you really want to focus on the things that give you the return. Here, Here's an example. Instead of touching my phone first 15, 30 minutes in a day and just getting all stressed and distracted and reactive, I would say just like lay in bed. And this is what I do. I, I do this thought experiment. I I when I'm lying in bed before I get out of bed, I will do a mental experiment. I will fast forward to the end of the day and I will s- imagine myself coming back to that exact bed and maybe my wife or you know friend be right before that asked me how was your day. Mm-hmm. And I say, "Wow, it was incredible. It, it it was it was magic. I mean, we we crushed it today." And then I say, "Okay, What had to happen in order for me to feel that way or for me to say those words? And I think about just three things to thrive, three things personally and three things professionally. And I focus on those six things in the day. And that's, that's my win, right? Because so many times... In sports, you know when to celebrate right? because there's a scoreboard, but we don't create that for ourselves. And so nobody's getting through their 100, 200 things on their to-do list. It's just nobody's doing that. right? It's just growing every single day. And so what I would say is start with the end in mind and then reverse engineer it. And then that really helps you to focus because you have clear goalposts that that you're aiming for throughout the day. And then the other thing you could do to maintain your focus, we have about 60,000 thoughts a day on average. And a lot of those thoughts come in the form of questions. And I think questions is an incredible opportunity to regain your focus. Mm. So when you have something, I mentioned your brain is always deleting. If we let everything in, we would go insane, right? We'd be overloaded. Right, and so what do you decide to let in? You have part of your brain called a reticular activating system (RAS), and that determines what you're going to let through. Like you let through your name if somebody, you know, in the lobby or whatever, they they shout your name, you're going to look right because that's it's it's passing that filter system. Right. The other things you let go through are the things you care about, that you ask questions about, that you have interest in, and so questions is a way. Like, for example. Here's an illustration so everyone can make this real tangible. Years ago, years and years ago, my younger sister would send me photos and emails, of a very specific kind of dog, like a, a pug dog, mm-hmm. right? And she kept on sending it to me every single day, many times a day. And I was like, why? My question was, why is she sending me these, these dogs? Mm-hmm. And funny thing happened. Uh, I realized that her, her birthday was coming up and she was seating. She's a good <laughs> marketer. She was seating a gift, right? Yeah. And, but the funny thing that happened, I started seeing these pug dogs everywhere in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I'll be at the checkout line at the health food store and the person in front of me is carrying their pug dog. I'd be running in my neighborhood and I swear somebody, some guy was walking six pug dogs that day. (laughs) And my question for everyone listening is, did those pug dogs just teleport into my neighborhood all of a sudden? Mm -hmm. No, they were always there, but I was blocking it. I was deleting it. I wasn't letting it inside my mind. And but because I started asking the questions, I started seeing the pug dogs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've ever read a page in a book, got to the end and forgot what you just read, Yes, and you go back and reread it, and you still know what you just read, you probably aren't asking questions about what you're reading, because if you did, you would read and you'd say, "Oh, there's a pug dog, there's a pug dog, there's a pug mm-hmm. dog. There's an answer, there's the answer, that's the new understanding. And so I think fo- focus. One of the ways is eliminate distractions as best you can, and we can't eliminate it completely through your devices and things like that. Set an intention for the day is like, hey, these are six things I'm going to focus on. You know, I'm like one of my three is having a great conversation with you, and I can make that a check mark. And then when I go to bed, my wife asks, I'm "Like, yeah, today was an amazing day, right?" Because I got yeah. these six things, you know, one. And then the last thing is ask better questions or ask more questions. Like, even a good focusing tool is like you're in the middle of things and saying like, hey, you feel like you're not really making, you're busy, but you're not productive. Mm -hmm. You could ask yourself a question like, what's what's a good use of this moment right now, right? Mm -hmm. How do I do this thing I don't want to do and break it down in like a small little chunk? Mm right? Something that's bite size or how how can I do this and enjoy the process, right? And it just helps you to focus on the thing that that really matters.
1: Well, it seems like too, when you ask a question, your mind automatically has something to go out and find an answer for. So you're asking the question and then it's going to go out and search. What what might be the answer to that it gives it a targeted yeah. place to go and something to look for and that sounds so that's such a great way to, to focus our attention and i loved what you're talking about the reticular the reticular activating system i think of that as like the bouncer in my head if you're at a club and you're going into yeah. the club the bouncer here and you know outside Vegas clubs, your name's on the list or it's not, you know, or you've got a table you don't. Right. And and it knows it's searching based on what we've told is it's important, you know, and what our brain has decided is important is how it's filtering that information out. That's so, so good. I mean, just right there alone, you've given us some really tangible things that we can go apply today to get better at Focusing our attention, harnessing the power of our awareness, and where to place all of that during the day, and and get more out of our time, so that we don't have to reread the same, you know, chapter, the same page over and over again. We can get the most out of it in the moment. Now, this is what your book is is so good about doing. Whether it's around mindset, motivation, or these practical methods that people can apply to their life, there's so much more I would love to get into with you around cognitive ability and memory and. There's so much. I know we have just a a little bit of time today. Is there anything specific that you really want to share that you want people to get most out of this conversation today or know about the book or your work and what you're up to um, that you'd like to share as we wrap up today?
2: Yeah, I I would say there's some things that you could do to really... So we talk about different tangible things to be able to improve your focus uh, with the power of questions or just the model and the framework. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about the brain animals, which knowing yourself... I mean that 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 alone can be trans, absolutely transformative. I would also say the the book has is not only helping you master your mindset, your motivation um so you don't procrastinate and motivate other people to do things and giving you like skills to learn faster and read I think it's the number one skill in the world. Mm. Your ability to learn rapidly and translate that learning to action is the ultimate competitive advantage. Because if you learn how to learn, focus and read and understand and retain information, think better, you could apply it towards everything. Mm -hmm. You could apply it towards money, marketing, management, music, Mandarin, You know, martial arts, everything gets easier in your life. And it is the the most important skill. So that's why the book focuses on accelerated learning. The other part of the really is since the accelerated learning is the software, it's the program, Mm -hmm. but you also have to take care of the hardware. This three-pound gray matter between your ears called your brain. And your brain is your number one wealth-building asset by far. Everybody who's listening, nobody's compensated completely for their brute strength. Mm -hmm. today. In today's world, it's your brain strength, right? It's not your muscle power. Today's your mind power. The faster you can learn, the faster you could earn. And so how do you optimize for a better brain? I'll just give people kind of these kind of quick tips. It's common sense, but not often common practice. Everything in the book is science-based, and we make it kind of fun and interactive. But there's, your brain is only one-third of it is predetermined by genetics and biology, but two-thirds is in your control. So there's certain things that you could do to really move that lever. And for me, it ranges. And so remember everyone uh, meds. Just remember your meds. And it's, it's not some pharmaceutical. It's just an acronym. The M is meditate and this is time for you to disconnect to reconnect. If you want better focus, I don't meditate to get enlightened and I do it because when I'm quiet invariably you're going to think, right? You're going to have thoughts. And I don't know anybody who doesn't have thoughts. It's a misnomer that when people meditate that they just clear that inner chatter because right your heart beats, that's what it does, and your mind thinks, that's what it does. But the idea here is when your thoughts do go somewhere else, you start thinking about the dry cleaning or some bills or something, a party later tonight, when you bring it back in a meditation into a mantra or to your breath or whatever you're doing to anchor yourself, you're flexing your focus muscles. So it's an incredible focus exercise, right? And there's so much research on meditation. The E in meds, so you have meditation, the E is exercise. And I just want to remind people, it's not just doing CrossFit or Soul Cycle or Pilates three times a week, it's moving throughout the day. As your body moves, your brain grooves. Mm. When you exercise, you create something called brain-derived neurotropic factors, BDNF what is it? It's it's fertilizer for your brain. It's fertilizer for neuroplasticity to make new connections, right? And so I want to remind people when you work out, you create dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, like these important neurotransmitters that help you with your cognitive performance. And they say sitting is a new smoking and we're behind screens all the time. I want to remind people, we teach something called the Pomodoro Technique, which says that after about 30 to 60 minutes, there's a there's a drop in your mental energy, your vitality, and your focus. So if you even if you took a five-minute brain break to just move your body to hydrate, because your brain is mostly water. Mm. We have our own podcast and we had a, a neuroscientist, nutritionist on, and she was saying that even a 2% drop in your hydration, and you're dehydrated that much. That small amount could affect your cognitive performance. Wow. And just staying hydrated will boost your reaction time and your thinking speed upwards of 30%, which is remarkable. <laughs> so use this brain break to move, to hydrate, and also to breathe. Because a lot of people are tired and enervated because their posture, and the way they're sitting or reading a book, or on a screen, they're like even on their phone, they're collapse their diaphragm, and the lower one-third of your lungs absorbs. Two thirds of the oxygen, so you take a five or ten minute pit stop to get some fresh air some move, you hydrate, and then you come back refreshed and rejuvenated. the D is diet what you eat matters especially for your gray matter there's a whole chapter on the best brain foods whole science called neuronutrition in the new book for the first time I share like a few dozen my favorite brain supplements that help with your focus your mood uh, your mental energy, Amazing. which I feel like is an inc- it's an unfair advantage for people that know you know these things. And there's certain foods that are really good and neuroprotective. Things like avocados, blueberries, I like to call them brain berries. Eggs, if your diet allows, the choline in eggs, very good for your cognitive health. Turmeric helps lower inflammation. Dark chocolate, a wonderful brain food. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the uh, diet, right? So you have meditation, exercise, diet. And finally, e- at the S in meds is sleep. Optimize your sleep because when you get a bad night's sleep, how's your brain the next day? Foggy. Suffer from brain fog. You can't solve problems. You don't have the mental endurance to mm-hmm. follow your goals. You you make mistakes. Uh, you know, and you can't focus or retain information. My favorite tips for sleep because it's so very important. We have a whole chapter in the book. Get direct sunlight first thing in the morning. Not through your window, but outside. The window could filter out certain spectrums of light, but it helps to reset your circadian rhythm. Number two. If you're sensitive to caffeine like I am, no, no caffeine past 12, maybe 2 p.m. because mm-hmm. it could stay in your system 8 to 10 hours mm-hmm. and disrupt your sleep. Wow. Number three, we all, we have an alarm to wake up. It's just as important to have an alarm to go to bed mm-hmm. because your brain, even on the weekends, it just loves, the, the, it loves structure mm-hmm. and it loves staying on a schedule. And it's not never going to be perfect, right? These are just guidelines. And then finally, the last two we would know it'd be time to sleep when we're hunter and gatherers because the environment would tell you so. There would be a drop in two environmental factors. It would get cooler and it would get darker. Mm. Yet with modern conveniences, indoor, indoor track lighting, thermostats, it doesn't have to get darker or cooler. And so I would say we get, better sleep when it's cooler when you're shivering and it's distracting you. But even if you made it a little cooler or you took a warm bath or like with Epsom salt, the magnesium is really great mm-hmm. to get in that parasympathetic rest and digest state. Um, and when you come out of that shower or that bathtub or that sauna, your core body temperature drops and that's a signal for you to create melatonin, which helps you to relax and go to sleep. And then darker. And the big thing is our devices again, because not only are you context switching and you're getting stimulus and you're getting you know the world's information in like swipes but also the light could fool that's coming from your screen could fool your brain into thinking it's still daylight and you won't create that melatonin so just uh you know just remember your meds take your meds every single day most of this stuff is, is free meditation and exercise and sleep and all that and we're eating food already just make better choices but my message for everybody is is there's a version of yourself that's patiently waiting. And the two things that we can't do as a coach is make somebody motivated and make them teachable or coachable. That's what you know. I love the title of your your show. And you know, if somebody is coachable and they have an open mind, because your mind is like a your mind's like a parachute. It only works when it's opened. Right, to new ideas and new thinking, and so we created Limitless Expanded to be an owner's manual for your brain. It's very user friendly, and it gives you the strategies and the tools to be able to improve your focus, your memory, read faster, uh, think better, make better decisions, solve your problems, and gives you the exact science-based strategies on how to optimize your brain. Yeah. Um, because we upgrade our phones more than we upgrade, you know, this hardware up here, and people could get at limitlessbook.com. When they do, they'll get. I mean, the first book swept all the bestseller lists. We're donating hundred percent of the proceeds to charity. Wow. when people get it at limitlessbook.com, dot com we give you a thirteen day speed reading memory course. so you know when you decide to read the book, you already have the skills to be able to do it extremely well. yeah, and go to mybrainanimal dot com post your animal online. you'll get some art, tag us both in it so we get to see it and um and I'll repost some of some of our favorites,
1: yeah, I love and, that uh,
2: just as a yeah
1: would love that. This is why you're the world's number one brain coach. I mean, you really have laid it out there for us in this episode. This is how, you know, in this episode and in Limitless, the new expanded edition, you can upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, unlock your exceptional life and really get on the side of offense in the game of life so that you can level up and win life and business relationships. Make sure you guys to check out the show notes. We're going to have everything Jim just explained and shared with us there for you to have easy access to go purchase your your copy of the Limitless um, Expanded Edition book as well as connect with him on social media, learn about his work more and also take that quiz and so you can learn about your specific and unique brain type. Jim, you are amazing. Thank you so much for spending time with us here on the Coachable Podcast. I appreciate you, my friend. Yeah, thank,
2: you. thank you for the amazing work that you do. Thank awesome. you everyone who's listened and uh, I'll leave you with this. I think life is like an egg. That if an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. But if it's broken by an inside force, then life begins. So great things begin on the inside. And if your listeners, viewers, they are still watching this, they have greatness inside of them. They have genius inside of you. And let's let it out. Let's do it
1: let's do it. That's, that's so amazing. I love that idea. And it so couldn't be, you know, closer to the truth. So this week, you guys don't just listen to this incredible wisdom and new information, these methods. I hope you take this information, this knowledge and turn it into power by applying what you know. That's what it means to truly be coachable. I love you guys. Check out next week's coachable podcast. We'll see you there. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week on the coachable podcast.